Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's really, we've been revisiting the messages that Pastor Kevin wrote between 2003 and four. And I always thought to myself, you know what, when I've, I, we've got so many books of messages uh, in our bookshelf. They're like notebooks that Kevin has written over the years. And uh, I've looked at them and I've, you know, looked through them and just handwritten. Now these days we're so fancy we have our iPads and stuff like that. But there's his handwriting, there's his messages. Actually go further back than that. And I always thought to myself, do you know what? When he pops, pops his clogs one day, I'm going to get a hold of these messages and I'm going to put them into a book. But now I don't need to. Now I don't need to because we're revisiting them. Because we found that these are our very core values. These are our beliefs as a church. This is as where what has got us to where we are right now. So we really thank God for our senior pastor, don't we, who has carved the way for many, many years. Let's give it up for him. I hope he doesn't pop his clothes because there's only one and uh, he's very, very special. You know, this, this morning um, it was amazing about how Kevin spoke about we can walk steps of faith through our life but there are times that requires us to take a big, bit of a bigger step. And tonight I really believe that God wants us to take a bit of a bigger step. So um, don't get too comfortable in your seat right now but don't be frightened either because God wants to speak to you tonight. God wants wants change in your life tonight. He loves you too much to leave you how you are. And I'm really thankful for that. You know, we would have a much bigger church if we didn't preach a gospel that talked about change, that talked about challenging the lifestyle that we have. But you know what? I'd rather have a lifestyle that reflects the glory and the beauty of Jesus Christ than be compromised in my walk with God and end up just a wishy-washy Christian with no power, no conviction. Is there anybody out there like me? Because I know the power of God in my life. I know he saved my soul. I know that my destiny is eternally changed because I found Jesus Christ. I have a promise of eternal life that cannot be taken away. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So we're going to take a hold of a story tonight that is quite a simple story. It's a small story. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to those. If you have your phones, you might see people going to their phones right now. And they're hopefully not texting or on Facebook. But if they, they have Bibles on their phones or their iPads, right now. And uh, we want to go to a story that is in Mark 3. And uh, it's the man with the withered hand. And uh, I've actually entitled this message, Step Forward and Stretch Out. Those four words, step forward, stretch out. Now we're not going to be doing exercises, don't worry. You got, you've got your beach body already. We don't need to do that. So, but I want you to remember those words. Step forward and stretch out. So we're going to go to Mark 3 right now. And we're going to start um, reading from verse 1. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Good. And he entered the synagogue again. And a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely. That's Jesus. Whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. So that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful 
this is the, the um, Pharisees around them. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Those four words, step forward, stretch out. Step forward, stretch out. Those four words changed a man's life completely. His life was not the same because he responded to four words. How many of us know sometimes it's not a great big long thing that we need to hear from God? It's just a few words. Because when you hear from heaven, it changes your life. When you hear from the very heart of God and it enters into your life, you will never be the same again. I was never the same again. There are millions across the world responding to Jesus Christ never the same again because they heard words from heaven because they're not dead words they're not words from a dead person they are words of life because Jesus Christ is alive today and he is going forth across with by the power of his spirit speaking to people giving them dreams giving them visions changing their hearts and changing his life and here is this man whose life was never the same again because of four words And I want to say to you tonight, your life will never be the same again because of four words. Are you ready to hear them? Are you ready to receive them? Are you ready to act upon them tonight? They are powerful words spoken by God. We had one word spoken into our heart. How many years ago? 19 years ago, is it now? God, we were on a training school and God said the word Aberdeen. It's not even spiritual, is it? Unless, well, Aberdeen's very spiritual. We live here. And uh, But it was that word that was spoken into my heart, was spoken into Kevin's heart, that enabled us to step forward and stretch out. One word. It was like an atomic bomb on the inside of us. We couldn't ignore it. We couldn't destroy it. We ju- it just became bigger and bigger on the inside. One word, because it was mixed with the spirit and the power of God. And if you will open up your heart tonight, you'll hear the one word. You'll hear what God wants to speak to you because we are not going through the motions tonight of church. We will not just go through, oh, this is the message time. Let's just sit and have a little look and a listen. No, this is time to respond to God. This is time for God to move in your life. And I want you to grab a hold of faith this morning. And so as we read this, this tonight rather, where am I? And uh, so as we go through this story, I want to just set the scene a little bit. And so I'm going to take you through four sort of things tonight that, that got this man where he was or the things that he had to get through to get to where he was. And I want to just uh, concentrate on the arena, one by one, the arena that he stepped into, that Jesus stepped into. Here is a man in the congregation with a withered hand. And what it is, whether it was a setup or whether it was just they saw an opportunity, but there are all the religious men standing in the synagogue. They're standing around, they see Jesus come in, they thought, aha, right, this is it, we can catch him out now. Because these religious men are looking not for any other reason but judgment, not for any other reason but accusation. They had their laws, they had their traditions, and Jesus comes along and smashes the whole lot. 
That's what I love about Jesus. I hate religion because it just contains, it is full of laws, it is full of rules, but our Jesus Christ is full of life, hope, love, truth. That's who he is. But here they are standing there. Mm, So here he comes. Because they want to get rid of him. They want to get rid of Jesus. But that doesn't bother Jesus. Because there he is in this arena where there is accusation, this arena where there is judgment, this arena where it's just a little bit tense. You can imagine, can't you? Because I don't think Jesus could walk anywhere quietly in because he had such a reputation. You see, the thing is, he'd already done a, a miracle on the Sabbath. And this was the problem. Those of you who don't know what the Sabbath is, it's the day of rest. It's the holy day as far as the Jews were concerned. But Jesus walks in and he says, hey, I'm, not, a, I'm in, not into this Sabbath one day anymore. I am the Sabbath. I am the rest. You walk in me and you will have rest 24-7. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. And this really upset these guys. They did not like him at all. But there's Jews. He did Jesus, really. I mean, he really did have a go at the Pharisees, good and proper. I wish I could... Uh, get that kind of eloquence you know he called the pharisees once he said you're like whitewashed tombs isn't that beautiful (laughs) you look so clean on the outside but you're dead man's bones in the middle and i'm like wow that's just amazing isn't that incredible but you know what it's incredible how religion just constrains and constricts Religion, when you just go, we can all get religious, we just go through the motions. That's why I say, let's not go through the motions tonight. You can go through the motions, oh, this is what we do, oh, worship, but I'm thinking about something else. No, uh, um, true Christianity, Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it is vibrant, it's full of life and meaning. And so here they are, and they are so angry against him that they want to watch him. They want to see what he's doing. Do you know the amazing thing about Jesus? They said, you can't do miracles on the Sabbath, day of rest, because it's work. They said, there's six other days you can do that, but don't do that on the Sabbath. And Jesus is furious because these Pharisees, they're not looking at the heart of a man. They're not looking at where the man is. They're not valuing the man for who he was. They were just interested in breaking rules. They were just interested in plotting him, the judgment around him. But Jesus doesn't like judgment. And I want to put something straight even in your own heart tonight that Jesus did not come to judge you. It says in John 12, 46, it says, I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And Jesus is so angry because they're standing there in judgment. And I want to say to you today that we cannot judge one another. We cannot judge the world. We are not here as a church to put judgment and accusation on one another. The enemy does that enough. He's the accuser of the brethren. And Jesus is so angry because they just, they've just lost the plot. They're just, they're just not seeing what he's seeing. You know, and it said in the other version of this story in Matthew... It talks about how Jesus turned around, Matthew's account, and and Jesus turns around and says, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay a hold of it and lift it out? 
Oh, how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Do you know Jesus actually did seven miracles on the Sabbath? Seven miracles. You know, I think it's amazing how everything has an impact. And seven is the perfect number, but there's seven days in the week. And you can see what Jesus is saying. He's saying, come on, miracles are a a seven-day-a-week thing. They're not just for Sundays. Miracles are for every day of the week. I love what Bono said on the interview we had here. He says, oh, yeah, I believe in miracles. I am a miracle. Mm -hmm. Because when you know the power of Jesus Christ in your life, you know the salvation, you know who he is, you know that you're a walking miracle. Mm -hmm. And Jesus performed seven miracles. No wonder they wanted to kill him because he performed them on the, well, more than miracles that, but on the Sabbath. But I want to say to you today, let us not look at one another, look at the world with a judging eye. It is so far from the heart of God to look at one another with a judging eye. Oh yeah, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. How about when someone comes in here who just does not know anything, whose lifestyle is just so broken, whose lifestyle is just so hurt and so much in pain, will we stand and will we accuse and judge? Or will we be like Jesus and say, no, I value the man. I value the heart. I value the woman. This is who I'm looking at. Church, we have to look at that, not what people have done and haven't done. See, here's this man with this withered hand. And, you know, I walked up, um, I thought to myself, you know, the church is blamed for being hypocritical, judgmental, exclusive or whatever. And the other day I walked up um, Union Street. I thought, I am just going to keep my ears open to what people say. And as I walked up Union Street, I was shocked. I had a coffee in a coffee shop. And as I walked up, every conversation was someone talking about somebody else. And I thought, surely the next conversation will be a happier one. No, this person did this to me. Or she did that. Or I'm going to get her next time she comes around or whatever. <laughs> and and, and this, I'm not satisfied with this person. I'm hurt by this person. I'm, I've been mis... I, you know, I've been whatever with this person. All the way up Union Street, and then I sat in the coffee shop, same story. The world is judgmental. The world is hypocritical. And we have to be a safe place where miracles can happen. This church needs to be a place where, yes, we love, yes, we value, but we know the word of truth and we know the spirit of life that sets people free. That's the difference. Amen? Amen. So here it is. Here's the arena that he's in, and here's the man, okay? So this man is standing in the congregation, and he has a withered hand. In his withered hand, it is a, his right hand. Now, in, Jewish, in the Jewish mind and tradition and belief, your right hand is your clean hand. Your left hand, excuse me for all those lefties out there, is your unclean hand because that's what you used to use for your bodily functions. (laughs) So here he is and this man is having to use his unclean hand. 
every time he would have gone to do something and he probably couldn't hold any trade or any job because his right hand was so withered, we don't know what happened to him, whether it was from birth or whether something happened. But every time he would have stretched out his hand, every time he went to wash his hands, every time he went to do something where there would have been a constant reminder of his weakness, an embarrassment, a shame upon his life, every time he went to stretch out, every time he went to do something, a constant reminder, the right hand was a hand of blessing. So he couldn't even stretch out his hand and bless. The right hand was a hand of covenant where you made an oath to one another. The right hand was a hand of fellowship, where you had fellowship with one another. And can you see how bound this man is? We think he just had a withered hand, but he was affected. He was disabled in his heart and his mind as much as he was disabled in his, in his physical body. And so here he is, and he's in the congregation with this hand that's withered, embarrassed, unclean feeling because he's got to use his left hand the whole time to do everything. And here he is, standing there, feeling inadequate, feeling unclean, feeling humiliated. And I want to say to you tonight, this man is just like you and me. He's just like you and me. Because you know what? We all have weaknesses. We all have that humiliating thing. We all have that shame. We all have that insecure. We all have that thing that holds us back. We all have that very thing that is stopping us from stepping out and stretching forward. There might be fear in your life. It might be that your withered hand tonight is fear. You're frightened, like Kevin said this morning, of taking that big step forward. Because you've been disappointed before. Disappointment has come into your life before. You might have a lack of confidence where you've got a withered hand, friend. Because it's stopping you from actually doing what you need to do for going for that job, for going for that promotion, for entering into that relationship, from doing those things that you so dreamed of. Maybe your withered hand tonight is your dream. Maybe it's withered and died and you're like, you're not dreaming anymore. You're not hoping anymore. There's no faith. Maybe it's faith. Maybe it's your relationship with God and you're thinking, do you know what? I think it's withered tonight. I don't think there's any life in it. Maybe your withered hand tonight is broken relationships and you just can't trust anymore. Maybe your heart is so broken you think, how could I ever get from this place to that place? And maybe tonight it's forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Your withered hand is holding you back disabled because you've not enabled to forgive. Or maybe you don't feel forgiven and that's your withered hand tonight. There's so much that your withered hand could be tonight. It could be the scars of your past. Maybe you hold a judgment on yourself. Maybe you can't feel grace anymore over your life. What is it tonight that is your withered hand? Maybe it's your own insecurities of, do you know one of the biggest things that I had to face, get this, me standing in front of you tonight, is the fear of man. That was my withered hand. I couldn't speak to people. I was embarrassed. I was shy. I used to hide in a corner or hide behind a chair or cling to a wall or do something because that was my withered hand. I didn't have the confidence to just go forward to talk to people. And then I got a hairdressing job. What? Huh? What's that about? I had to even look at the mirror at myself, which I couldn't do before. And then I'm standing, there's mirrors everywhere. And I'm just like clinging to the wall, gecko, you know. (laughs) 
And here I am with a withered hand. Here I am with my own insecurities, a fear of man. And then God gives me a word and says, you're going to preach. And I'm like, yeah, right. What, stand in front of all them ugly people? You've got no way, no chance. Staring at me like I've got two heads? No way. But God, I stretch, I stepped forward and stretched out. And it is a miracle that I am standing here today. And I have preached in front of 700 people. That was scary, I can tell you now. You always go back to default, don't you? Every time you're pushed a little bit further, you go back to default. And all that stuff comes back in. And again, you have to stretch out, step out and stretch your hand forth. So I wonder what it is in your life tonight, because I want to say to you, if he hadn't have been in that congregation, he would never have got the miracle. If you hadn't have come tonight, maybe you'll never get this miracle that's coming to you tonight. Because God wants to move in your life. God wants to take whatever is withered. God wants to take it and make it whole so that you can fully operate in who you are and what you've called to be. Maybe you feel that the calling upon your life is withered. You've missed the plot. You've missed it. No, friend, I want to say to you, tonight it can be restored in your heart and in your life. It says in Philippians 3 verse 12, it says, Not that I have already attained, says Paul, or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may be able to lay a hold of that which Christ has also laid a hold of me. And that's a lot. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Come on, this is for you tonight. Come on, you can press, you can stretch, you can move forward towards the goal. This is your time tonight. This is your destiny. And so the third thing was that uh, Jesus said to the man who was standing there minding his own business, he says, step forward. Now, I find this incredible because there's this tense atmosphere. The Pharisees are just ready to pounce on Jesus as soon as he does anything. But Jesus, in all confidence, in all love, in all value for a man, says, step forward. And he steps forward, so that's his first choice. Because he could say, do you know what? I don't feel like it this week. I'll do it next Sunday. Or he could have said, you know, uh, um, I'm not sure how long this is going to take. So, and the wife is expecting me home. She's got dinner on and all that stuff. So, you know, I I think I'll just stay here. I'm I'm not going to respond today. He could have missed it completely. Just because it's Jesus. I wonder how many people did miss it. How many people didn't take that choice, didn't take that decision. But it's your chance tonight to take a choice and take a decision. And there he is in this amazing setting. It's almost like a courtroom setting. He steps forward. And there's Jesus, his defense. There's Jesus, the great mediator. And he stands for this man. And he looks at this man with no judging eye with nothing but love and value upon this man, looking at him thinking, you've got a hope. You've got a future. And I couldn't help thinking it's like a courtroom situation. And then I just thought of that scripture. You know that scripture that says in um, Colossians 2, verse 14, it says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, 
which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over it. And it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, I want to say to you that Jesus nailed it to the cross, your sin, he nailed it to the cross, your failure, nailed it to the cross and overcame it. And he disarmed every principality and power. And I love this bit, made a public spectacle of him. Tonight, when you step out and stretch forward, I believe the enemy is going to be made a public spectacle once again. A flipping heck, I can't wait. Because I hate the fact that the enemy keeps us bound. He keeps us fearful. He keeps us uh, in, in a place where we can't break out. He wants to keep you in prison. He doesn't want you to feel faith. He doesn't want you to feel the spirit. He doesn't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to move forward. He wants you to stay the same. Don't rock the status quo. Don't do it. Don't just don't do it. Save it for another week. Save it for another week. But I want to tell you that Jesus is moving powerfully in your life tonight. You see, when Jesus called him out, he positioned him. He called him out and he walked towards Jesus. And as he stood there before Jesus, he was positioned for the miracle. And you are positioned for the miracle tonight. You need to take a step towards Jesus. You don't need to take a step to what me, I'm saying. You need to respond to Jesus and take a step towards him tonight. Because as you do so, you are positioned. As you do so, you are in the right place. You know, Peter had to step out the boat. And then he, it just proved the power of God. He had to keep his eyes upon Jesus. He had to keep looking at him. You can do anything when you keep your eyes upon Jesus. Anything can be done. Anything can be overcome when you don't look at that thing that is on the inside, but look at Jesus and who he is and what he's capable of. Are you okay here tonight? Are you still with me? Is it hot in here? Slap the person next to you. (laughs) So here they are, and they're all waiting to accuse Jesus because they know, well, this is going to happen. He's going to heal this man on the Sabbath. And here he is, accusation. Even though there is tense accusation in the room, Jesus is able to perform the miracle. But I want to say to you in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There are people cheering you on tonight. There is people cheering you on when you wake up in the morning. There's people cheering you on when you lay down your head tonight. It's the people of faith who have gone before. They are the cloud of witnesses that say, come on my friend, you can step out, you can stretch out. Come on, you can do it. There is so much more in your life. Who is fed up of the status quo? Who's fed up of just taking 
little steps when actually we need God is preparing us for a big jump he's taking us for a big step I can feel it in my spirit I can feel it for you that God wants you to step out by faith take a big step tonight come on we can't live the same we can't live bound we can't live in prison we can't live diminished in our thinking we can't be withered we can't be in that place where weakness is 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 determining our life past is determining life just as Hannah said so well and so tonight it's going to be an opportunity but the last thing is what Jesus said to him he said stretch out your hand wow wee do you know I bet you anything he would have probably held his hand behind him or hid his hand because of the shame because of the embarrassment And Jesus says to him, stretch out your hand. Stretch out that which is weak. Stretch out that which is withered. Stretch it out. And he just stretches out his hand. And that which was withered suddenly becomes whole. Suddenly becomes the same as his other hand. Imagine the size of his eyes as he saw his hand just... When's it going to stop? (laughs) Incredible Hulk, he ends up with a big one. (laughs) But imagine, imagine, we just read that and we go, whoa, that was nice, wasn't it? That was nice of Jesus. What good man he was. Caring for a wee man with a withered hand. That was really nice. But you want to know, but power entered into the room. Power entered into this man's body. Power that where things have been keeping him back for so long, where he'd been so held back and so embarrassed and so shameful and so feeling of unclean. And that very moment he stretches his hand towards Jesus and like, whoa, I have been made whole. I am a changed man. I can now bless. I can now... (laughs) Bless you, sir. (laughs) I can now eat with my right hand. I can now shake a hand of fellowship. I can now make a covenant. I can now reach out of power. I can now be a minister where I couldn't be a minister before. Here I am, a changed man, because Jesus said to me, step out, stretch out your hand. That's the power of God. Don't you make him small in your own heart. Don't you make him small in your own mind. You may have sickness in your body tonight. But I tell you, nothing is too difficult for our God. You may have family crisis. Nothing is too difficult for our God. You may be so bound in prison, you can't see. You might might be in darkness. But Jesus said, I'm the one who brings the light. So come on, step towards me. Step towards me. I can do this. Now he can live right. Now he can do things he'd never done before. Now he can prosper. He can make a living. Do you know the amazing thing? That if you stretch out to God with your weakness and give it over to him, he can come in like a flood and touch your life 
because he values you. He loves you. You know, they went out and plotted to kill him. That was just one more nail. I was going to say in his coffin, but in the cross. He gave his life again. Before he gave his life, he gave his life. Because he says, it doesn't, it's, it's not about me. It's about these people being made whole. It's about these people being healed and set free. And there's this incredible, well-known verse in 2 Corinthians 2, 12, verse 9. And he said to them, my grace is sufficient for you. Listen to this. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's not about you trying to be strong. That's where we get it wrong so many times. We wear ourselves out. We strive. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. No, let Jesus do it. If you can just take a step tonight and stretch out your hand, grace is sufficient for you. Don't let fear dictate to you tonight. Don't let it. Let his grace, let him be perfectly strong in your weakness. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.